Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1207. 1207. That's right. December 12th, 2023. 53 degrees on this day in 1968 and 15 below on this day in 1879. Hail the flashlight king. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Today... I bring unto you <laughs> revelation. Today will be a day of revelation. Are we in mass? Hmm. Because I think it is my role as mayor to try to make the confused world we live in mm-hmm. as understood as possible. Today... Yes. Will be a day of revelation. Ah, again? Partly inspired. <laughs> here, here. Partly inspired by a pregame discussion with Reavers, oh. who was caught in uh, what turned out to be a very significant traffic backup yesterday. Uh, if you would, uh, could you describe just the location of the backup? I'll get to the reason for it. 94. Yes, sir. Uh, as you enter the tunnel. Sometimes in the uh, in the afternoon, she can she can become a bit problematic just on a given day, right? Why were you going that way? I had some matters to tend to. Ah, matters of the... Um well, no, I, I usually I usually take 35 South, but I had to pick something up Christmas related on my way home. All right. So anyway, you got caught in there, and you're telling me it, it threw you back about 45 minutes. Yeah, it was all um, over the local television yeah. news channels last night. Can I? Add I some? assumed without hearing anything that it was an accident. Can I? Can I add something before you? No, continue? you may. I. Um, <laughs> I uh, I did not know at the. I just assumed. Oh, there must have been an accident. Somebody That's got what wh- I whatever. I don't care what your cause is. I don't care if you are trying to feed starving children mm-hmm. in Africa. Right. Whatever your cause is, if you block a freeway, I am automatically going to be on the other side. I think it's understandable. I don't care if you're um, here to help underprivileged youth all across the nation. Well, I, I'm, I'm getting... I am now going to be on the side that wants to keep kids underprivileged across the nation, if that's <laughs> right. your cause. Make sure they stay underprivileged. Do well, not I, become so selfish... Tell me when you're done. ...that your cause is so much more important like than... news intro. ...everybody else's well-being. Exactly. Go effing well, bleep yourself. I, I think I can help you. Thank you. Uh, I think uh, you're, not, you're not necessarily cold-hearted. What you're saying is... These freeway blockages don't accomplish anything. Nothing. Nothing. All they do is cause other people to become more angry like And these I was were uh, poorly mm-hmm. educated people in favor of Hamas. And w- that is stemming from the failed academy. Uh, today uh, we'll have much revelation regarding 
the failed academy. Yeah. It's changed in uh, in our lifetime. Yeah. The university system, the college system has changed. We we uh, dipped our toe into the water yesterday with the realization that uh, it's an industry. Yeah. It's an industry based on making people victims. And uh, one simple revelation would be the the in the industry of which Claudine Gay, for example, the president of Harvard, whose job apparently is safe. She's got people at Harvard rallying on her behalf, and it appears that she'll be in no danger of having to leave. Which tells you what? Well, it's, I'm going to get to that. Okay. It tells me a great many things. You got some lead up. Uh, but what what we learn is that the industry uh, we can we can boil it down now for purposes of revelation. You're either oppressed or you're an oppressor. That's fifty fifty. There it is, on or off. Okay. That's that's what the United States has come to. In our institutions that we used to rely on for leadership and clarity and and what have you, that those institutions now don't look at individual human beings. They don't look at individuality. Uh, unfortunately, freedom gets swept under the rug with that viewpoint, but they don't look at people. They look at groups. And you're either in a group that's oppressed or you're in a group that's oppressors. And I would contend that with the Jewish people, for example, they have joined the ranks of the oppressors, basically because they're free, they're successful, and they're white. Okay. They are, they are an oppressor class, which is why the likes of Claudine Gay and McGill and uh, the gal at uh, Cornbluth or whatever her name was at MIT, they had such difficulty. They had such difficulty expressing any moral clarity because they have, when you only decide to look at groups as oppressed or oppressors, you have surrendered moral clarity. That has to go out the door in order for you to adopt that position. Hmm. And so, so the Jews have become an oppressor class, which helps to explain campuses full of kids, uh, including gays and trans people for, for Gaza or Hamas or Palestine. Kids uh, with your purple hair and you're a guy and you're wearing a dress, uh, I'm sorry, you're not going to last long over there. You, they're not practicing that outlook. On life. Let's play that game. You're just how not... long would you last in Palestine? <laughs> and consider the reaction of college presidents, particularly in the Ivy League, which has been fooling people for a long time. Consider the reaction of uh, Claudia Claudine. I'm sorry, Claudine Gay and. Uh, Get me McGill's first name. I think it's... Uh, Mary. No, I think Isn't it's Liz. Elizabeth. Elizabeth McGill. Yeah. And Cornbluth is who? Hmm. She's MIT. When you uh, consider their reactions, if uh, the KKK came through campus in their costumes carrying on, well, they, they, they wouldn't have minded if the KKK would have been shot to death by armed security. Sally Cornbluth. Sally Cornbluth. Because they're white. 
they're an oppressor class. Do you see where we're headed here? Do you see what schools have become? Very simple. These people are paying thousands and thousands of dollars to go to colleges and universities merely to become indoctrinated in only one thing. Your view of the world should be this. Some people are oppressors and some people are oppressed. The Jews have been assigned oppressor status now. There's, there's your answer to what's They're taking place. They flip-flopped. There's, there's what's taking place. There, that answers everything. On the plus side, Joe, did you see the Wall Street Journal poll about who who people sympathize with, Israel, Palestine, yes. or both? That was a little more positive. Was that a college uh, yeah. poll? It was, well, that was part of it, yes. Yeah. Age, ages 18 to 34, yeah. 31 sympathize with Israel, 23 with Palestinian people, 31 with both sides. Right. So. Still 18 to 34. Um, is it, it should be 100 percent. So uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, agree, I, I guess yeah. what we're having to say is they're making. Yes. You well, in they, the back. They, oh, I'm sorry. Um, dumb question. I'm sure it will be. How can you side with both? I didn't well, know. I, that, I, 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 where are you getting that? John. From what I just, just said. Oh, in the oh, poll. Oh, oh. But it's the poll set up with Palestinian people. So it's not Hamas. Oh, it's set oh, okay. up to be I'm the sorry. people who are living in Gaza. So it's not. There are Palestinian people who would just as soon uh, say to Hamas, go away. We don't agree. live yes. like that. In fact, it might be the majority of Palestinians, wouldn't you say? No, the majority of Palestinians voted for Hamas to run the Gaza Strip. That's true. That is true. Uh, they're probably having some buyer's remorse. At you th least, you at think? At least some of them. <laughs> but let, let's go back to uh, Claudine Gay. Uh, she was born in 1970, so she's a fairly young woman. She's the 30th president of Harvard, and of course, she has to be a first. She's got to be a first. First black woman. Right. That's what's important. Uh, first black, well, not only the first black woman, the first black president in the history of Harvard, That's 368 big. years. But she was named president as recently as just this past July. Congratulations. And so I did some homework on her, and she's had a lifetime in, in higher learning. She's never worked for the Acme Nuts and Bolts Company. Big part of the club. She's been part of the club for yep. a long time. Uh, she's had an interesting, very interesting life. She's the daughter of Haitian immigrants, and her father... Uh, uh, her father and mother came to the U.S. more than 50 years ago. They met in New York City as students. Her mom is a nurse. Her dad studied engineering, and she spent part of her childhood first in New York and then in Saudi Arabia, hmm. uh, where her dad worked for the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, and her mom was a nurse. Uh she has not had a troubled life. She attended Phillips Exeter Academy. That's a private boarding school in Exeter, New Hampshire. She then attended Stanford, where she studied economics, and she received the Anna Laura Myers Prize for Best Undergraduate Thesis in Economics and graduated in 1982. She earned her Ph.D. in 1998. Uh, from Harvard University, where she won the university's Toppin Prize for the best uh, dissertation on uh, science. Uh, she's now facing plagiarism charges. Are you all aware of that? I didn't hear this development. That, what happened? There are various uh, groups that have 
uh, insisted that she has plagiarized uh, many of her dissertations. Harvard examined it and found that there was some very light borrowing, okay. but but nothing that would okay. would cause them to uh, call her a plagiarist by any stretch of the Is that imagination. Like light terrorism. It's kind of like dengue, <laughs> okay. you know. Yeah. It's major dengue, dengue, or you know, not that major. Dengue. Or dengue. Is it mostly dengue. peaceful protest. Yeah, it's, right. Right. It's like dengue fever. There, you know, it's not that heavy. Uh, so then uh, she was a natural, of course, uh, to become, uh, when I say natural, a black woman who's achieved these degrees in the failed academy, and she's, she was uh, named president. Okay. She uh, struggled mightily, as you all know, she struggled mightily to uh, explain... Her actions. I got a note. I, I emailed him. I got a note from Mike. Uh, where is it? From Mike in Duluth. Uh, but he's now wintering just outside Phoenix. A frequent emailer. And uh, I, I have no reason to doubt him. But he said, did you see where the three presidents, uh, Cornbluth, McGill, and Gay all hired a consultant prior to their testimony. Uh, apparently the same consultant, which is why... They all gave the same... Which is why you saw them all give the same oh. the same answer. Wow. And I, I just emailed Mike Batt. I can't find that. Uh, I can't find that aspect of uh, those three using a consultant. I don't disbelieve it. I was going it. to say, it's entirely believable. It's entirely believable. But I can't find it, and I want to find it because I think it's important for a couple of reasons. Johnny looks like he's on the case. Yeah, it, I can't find it. I Googled everything I could think to Google, and I but, can't find the idea that they they actually uh, had the nerve to hire a consultant. These are presidents of the three supposedly most prestigious institutions in the country. The presidents. And they needed a consultant I gotta to need talk a to Congress? I need a lifeline. Are you kidding me? You know what it did tell me, though? Oh, my God. Especially as it results with gay. Yeah. Harvard didn't have its number met. Unlike, was it Penn? Uh, the gal that that stepped down. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, th- they had a significant donor that said, uh, "You either fire this gal, or we're pulling our hundred million dollar uh, donation." I wish I could find my email from. See if there's an email from Mike. Sure. It's ahead, Mike Flaps, and he doesn't mind if I Flappy? use his name. Yeah, you know Flaps. Yeah. What's up, man? I I did find that uh, I don't know about consultant, but the New York Times reports it turns out that one of America's best known white shoe law firms, Wilmer Hale, was involved in all this. Two of the school presidents, Claudine Gay of Harvard and Elizabeth McGill of Penn, prepared separately for the congressional testimony with teams from Wilmer Hale, okay. according to two people familiar. Uh, Wilmer Hale also had a meeting with MIT's president, Sally Kornbluth, according to those. Sources. That that's enough for me, uh, Chris. You can stop looking. I gotta find it. No, we're done. We got our answer. I, I will accept that as uh, they, that's where they came up with the word context. That mm-hmm. <laughs> they all decided that they maybe we can escape complete wrath if we if we uh, tell them that we all felt an obligation 
to place these protests within a certain context, not realizing, and the white shoe law firm failed them, there is no context for genocide. Right. You right. either you either kill somebody or you don't. There's Annihilates no, a pretty heavy word. That's right. There is no context. Right. And so they've been they've been found out uh, in in any event. I think I think uh, in the interest of revelation, it's it's just very easy and very simple for us to know. Uh, the U is going through it, by the way. The U is got uh, real problems with uh, anti-Semitic protests, just as you found last night on the freeways, got uh-huh. big problems with that. And yeah. these are products of the failed, of people, the failed academy who have thoroughly uh, absorbed the idea that you're either an oppressor or you're oppressed. And I would like to add that the 94 protesters, the pro-Hamas protesters, were lucky that all of us didn't have context because we would have hit the gas pedal right. had we all had context with that protest yesterday. But, well, I'll save my thoughts because there's, 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 much, there's much ahead. We've had there. a lot of um, cybersecurity information here at Hubbard Broadcasting, and I just want to let the powers that be know that Joe's computer is not an issue because when he deletes an email... That sucker gets double yeah. deleted, like right away. <laughs> like the delete button. Because if I don't need it anymore, it'd be gone. No, I thought the printed version would be laying there on my. It wasn't. I, I think we got our answer. I think. I think maybe that's where Mike. I don't. Where'd you read that, John? That was the New York Times. Okay, that, that's that's that's. I, I I don't trust that newspaper, but it's a trusted source for covering something like this, and they. Uh, they they admit that these gals uh, hooked up with a big white shoe law firm, and uh, they must have had a must have gone through practice grilling in the conference room, and and <laughs> no. said, "Now look, when they ask you about this, how about you say something like, well, we had to examine this in the context of our obligation to ensure free speech,' Ugh. you know, and 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 they bought that." Because they had no other, they they're not smart enough right. to go anywhere else. They've surrendered that part of their lives to be prominent in the industry. Is white shoe ter, uh, is that a normal term? I had to look it up. I'd never heard that. No, in, in fact, in fact, I've seen uh, the little guy Jacob Fry referred to that way. He came huh. here. He was a, a white shoe lawyer. To me, I, John, check me. You probably yeah. have looked up what it means. Let me tell you what I, I think it yeah. means. Yeah. I think it means that just lawyers who don't get their hands dirty, they're just, uh, uh, you know, cushy law firms and don't really deal with much. Cushy. It looks like cushy would uh, traditionally associated with upper class elite who graduated from Ivy right. League colleges. Right. And, uh, yeah, I think you're pretty right. Would, the, would the law firm Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe, yeah. would they fall they into that? They're not a white shoe law firm. They're not. They're okay. a dirty sandal. Law firm. Yeah. <laughs> See, I got an uh, interesting note from Dale Niskanen, who uh, is about as technologically capable of I, I am, and he was trying to clean out his email at, at home, yeah. and he found an email he sent to me more than two years ago, and it's an email about how he was on his way home from a meeting in St. Cloud, so he took a detour to Grunhofer's and loaded up. Yeah. And Grunt, uh, Spencer learned uh, that a GLer was in the house, so Spencer came out and and met him, oh, nice. and shook his hand. Hmm. And and uh, Dale refers to it as a bear-like paw. Yeah, that big paw. He said he had his uh, butcher apron on, and and uh, he got. Uh, 
beef sticks and brats and meatloafs and steaks, and he just he just loved it. And he said uh, he had only been there once previously, but when he entered again, he uh, he paused okay. to allow the nostalgia to soak in because uh, he just felt like he was at home in an old fashioned meat market. That's true. That's that's. Spencer Grunhofer's in Hugo, just north of Hugo on Highway 61, and the other store is in Forest Lake, just off uh, 35, east of 97, and soon there will be a store in Forest Lake. They even have a contest, come up with a new broad idea with a, uh, a White Bear Lake title, and you might win a prize. If you want to order your Christmas ham, get on it, 651 426 651-426-2800. Get on that Christmas ham. It's double, bo- double smoked, skinless, bone-in hams. That's a good ham. You know, I like, that's a ham that, uh, that's the kind of ham I like. There's two kinds of hams. I think this is the one I like. Bone-in. Yeah, be, the, the family dog loves the bone-in ham more than anybody. Well, you're not supposed to give uh, bones to, from hams to dogs, are you? No, they get splinters and stuff. Yeah. Really? We did when they were, we went to Vogel's and gave the dog a bone. But anyway, you're going to Grunhofer's, you're getting the ham, Paddy you're getting everything yeah. else. Brats, <laughs> burgers, meatloaf, roasts, yeah. you, you name it. Salmon, cheese, desserts. Uh, it's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. Hey everybody, it's John here and I want to tell you how you can eat stress-free this spring with Factors, delicious ready-to-eat meals. You can get their fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes. Weekly menu of 35 options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. And they use premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus for the no-fuss meals. And get rid of the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Just heat and serve. My favorite, the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken. Customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Head to factormeals.com slash garagelogic50 and use code GARAGELOGIC50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code GARAGELOGIC50 at factormeals.com slash garagelogic50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. You know, the investment game can be awfully tricky, especially in these volatile times, and that's why you need the best, and also somebody that you can trust, and that's why I rely on Josh Arnold. We know him as Mr. Money Talk around these parts, and he's here for you. So give him a call today for that free 48-minute no-obligation consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. 952-925-5608. Josh has been at this a long time with a track record of success, and he's here to help you. So give him a call today. No obligation. That's right. No obligation. It's absolutely free. 952-925-5608. And tell him you heard about him here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. Truth, justice, and the suture. Well, they're heating. They'll heat up your house. They really work well and quiet as a mouse. It's welter heating if the heat ain't on. 
They'll get over there. I don't have a rom. What? <laughs> I couldn't rhyme. Welter Heating, 100 years. That is a century plus. Four generations. They are just top. They're they're super. What are they? They're super heater guys. Superheater gals. They're like superheroes. That's what they do. They come out to your house. They fly in. They don't even have vans. They fly in with capes, and they come and they tinker around with your heater, yeah. and they fix it and go, we're done. See you. And they do this, too. They make a C and then turn it to make a U. See you. Welter Heating. They are they are wonderful people, and they will. When it comes to your heating... What time are you going to do this? Are you going to finish this? I have, this one might be about six minutes long. Uh, they will take care of your heating unit if it's making funny noises. It, we are going to get cold here. It's not going to be 40 forever, so make sure your heating unit is working properly. Shutting down the AC unit goes without saying. Welter Heating. They are the people you need to call if you're in trouble or if you just have some questions. Their telephone number, which is answered by a human, 612 825 612-825-6867. Find a wealth of information at welterheating.com. Heat up your shelter with someone from Welter. That worked, huh? Uh, Brendan writes, Hail the Flashlight King. Hail, Hail you. you. I find the uproar and subsequent responses to the Three Stooges routine performed in front of Congress by the leaders of formerly renowned Ivy League schools to be entertaining and enlightening. One aspect of this, I think, has to be pointed out is that the inmates now run these asylums. Presidents, along with professors, are terrified of the kids. The kids can now get a person fired almost as fast as the guy dangling the $100 million check. When the power to remove authority figures is given to a group pandered to, perpetually offended, participation trophy recipients, this is what you get. It is sad, but I'm going to enjoy watching the violation of Harvard's fat phobic policy and is against the code of conduct. That is, you can't, there's a fat phobic policy at Harvard. Okay. Not wow. genocide against Jews, mm. but, you know. Look it up. I'm not kidding. I know you're not. It would be something if some true KKK people arrived on campus chanting slogans about getting rid of the Jews, gays, and black people. I wonder how long Ms. Gay would respond or take to respond to that. Would context matter? Anyone paying attention to this cultural movement on the left that has a capacity to play out second, third, and fourth order effects could see this coming like a train in the distance. The train is close now, and the DEI crowd has unwittingly tied themselves to the tracks. I will likely have a trip to the confessional booth in my future because I'm really going to enjoy watching the carnage. Ms. Gay does answer one question concretely. Whatever happened to Steve Urkel, Chris will get the reference, I hope. Merry Christmas and happy holidays from Pleasantly, just outside of Duluth. Who's Steve Urkel? That's Urkel, Ur I believe. Urkel. Who's Urkel. that? He Urkel. was a uh, character. character on the TV show Family Matters back in, what, the 90s? Yeah. Goofball. Did, does he look like gay? Did he look like gay? He had like the Coke bottle glasses. And he had Maybe some, that's what he's what? referring no, to. I think that qualities. is exactly what he's referring to. In fact, he had a dance, Joe, on the one of the later episodes called Do the Urkel. Yeah. And I found Mike Flepson's uh, email, and he said, Now we learn from several media reports that all three presidents worked with the consultant 
to prepare their testimony that has now been corroborated. Like three kids guilty of breaking a window with a baseball, they got their heads together to prepare a single story to avoid the consequences. I believe their common verbiage in their response was no accident. Uh, Mike, still living the dream just a bit outside Phoenix, and the guy who referred Urkel just said, uh, I'm presently just outside of Duluth. In fact, you're not wrong with the pronunciation because Steve Urkel also had an alter ego called Stefan Urkel. Now I get a note. We've we have a friend in Northfield, a guy named Carl Bear. We've met him. He's uh, he was a lifelong uh, pilot. He was a he's a vet. He was a pilot with Northwest, and he's a GLer. Mm-hmm. And man, uh, I told you today was a day of revelation. I, I just think this email goes a long way to being revelatory. All right. Joe, from 1942 until 1984, my late father was a Navy officer. Is that it? No, wait, I'm I'm having trouble with this first sentence. Okay, I get it now. From 1942 until 1984, my late father was a Navy officer in World War II, a graduate student at the U, a research scientist for a chemical company, and a college professor. His teaching career at Michigan State University ran from 1959 until his retirement in 1984. Virtually everyone in graduate school at Minnesota was, like my dad, a veteran of World War II. Hmm. He completed his Ph.D. in biochemistry in the amazingly short time frame of 1946-48. Underachiever. Then was hired as vice president of research at the Chapman Chemical Company in Memphis, Tennessee. When an opening for a professorship at MSU became available, he jumped on the opportunity and relocated the family to Michigan. I was a youngster of six when we moved north. He was hired to teach forestry at Michigan State University, which was his undergraduate major, also at the U of M. But many of his classes involved wood technology and chemistry. Side note, Norman Borlaug and my dad were close friends in college, both studied forestry at the Ag Campus, which is adjacent to the state fairgrounds. Virtually all of his colleagues at Michigan State had served in the military. One of them had been a B-24 navigator while my dad worked for the Bureau of Ships in Washington. By 1965, the Vietnam War had started to really ramp up, and a lot of potential college students were being drafted. But if you knew the right people or said the right things, you could get a draft deferment as a college student. According to my dad, a lot of the draft-deferred students went into education or psychology or sociology or some of the liberal arts. He claimed that they weren't smart enough to study any difficult subjects. Hardly any studied hard sciences, agriculture, engineering, etc. One thing that really grated on him was that in 1965, the forestry department was still using Quonset huts for offices that were left over from World War II, but the School of Education had a brand new shiny building. By 1968, the anti-war movement had really picked up steam, and a lot of colleges were having trouble with student protests, sit-ins, and demonstrations. Ann Arbor and Madison were the two, uh, were the worst two in the Big Ten, but Minneapolis and East Lansing also had problems. I think you can pinpoint 1968 as the year the failure of the academy truly began. Many of the protesters, draft dodgers, and rioters have become the administrators. 
DEI deans, and professors at colleges in the 21st century. I don't think that's an unreasonable claim. The biggest villains in this drama came from the schools of education, liberal arts, and most significantly, any department with studies in its name. Mm. The failure of our American education system starts in kindergarten and will soon move to even younger kids thanks to Fatso Waltz funding the preschool, daycare, and catering to whatever the teacher's union wants of him. If there is a solution to this dreadful situation, it would be to never send your kids to unionized schools and don't send them to college unless they have a specific goal that will lead to a productive career. I know you have been beating this drum for years, but it needs repeating. It's fair to say that the Minneapolis and St. Paul K-12 schools are irredeemably lost. Same for Hamlin, McAllister, St. Olaf, St. Thomas, and probably all of the other colleges in Minnesota. I wish I could be more optimistic, but as long as Minnesotans keep electing imbeciles like Walls, Fry, Ellison, Omar, Carter, and the rest of the useful idiots, there isn't much hope that this state will be turned around. Carl Bear, Northfield. Now, I love the email for a couple of reasons. Uh, and it, it harkens back to David Gelertner, who was a professor at Yale. Yale, drawing life, surviving the Unabomber. He, was, uh, he received a package from the Unabomber. And for some reason, that changed his outlook on life. Mm -hmm. He had found that he was very comfortable allowing himself to become insulated on the third rail of academia and he noted that he really wasn't in touch with daily life, you know, the guy at the gas station or his neighbors or whatever, and he turned himself around. Well, what I take from Carl's uh, note is a couple of things. One, uh, you can see that there's nobody in the college ranks, well, not nobody, there's very few people in the college ranks right now who, for example, have been the veterans of any wars. Maybe some students are veterans. Sure but none of the administrators. I also think he's right that the same kids, uh, they'd all be my age if, and a little younger. The, the same kids who were leading the protests in the late 60s and early 70s, they're now the ones in the schools. They're running the schools. And they've all adopted the agenda of the industry, which gets back to Revelation. We're only looking at the world in two ways. You're either an oppressor or you're oppressed. And that has colored every class they take. And I don't think it's an exaggeration at all to say most academies are completely failed. And the only people interested in running for those positions or having those positions, same thing I guess could apply to politics, the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, That's right. are the same people with that type of mindset. Now, I don't know how we're supposed to come out of this. I don't know how the country is supposed to come out of this and right itself. I see no immediate solution to this problem. Can we? I think it would have helped to can... Claudia Gray or Claudine Gray as fast as possible, but they didn't. Uh, apparently, Cornbluth at MIT will be allowed to stay. Mm -hmm. uh, they took one look at some of the checks that were going to be withdrawn from Penn and McGill's on the street. Right. Harvard didn't have that number right. come up. Now, I did mention that uh, Claudine Gray has some alleged charges of 
plagiarism. Gay. You said gray. Gay. Yeah, Claudine Gay. Did I say gray? I'm sorry, gay. Yep. Has some charges of plagiarism. Uh, none of them, to my knowledge, have been proven or demonstrated to be factual. Well, uh, she used the same speech as... Well, that was just because they all went to the same consultant. <laughs> but there is this piece, uh, very interesting. It may or may not be related, but there's a piece in, uh, in a site called Campus Reform, okay. which is a site that looks at some of the folly that's taking place in the failed academy. And you've got a guy named Antar A. Tichivacunda. Hmm. Antar Tichivacunda. Sure. An assistant professor at the University of Cincinnati has recently argued that exam surveillance, zero-tolerance policies, and fraternities and sororities harm black and Latinx students. Let me stop right there. Check it out. Latin people did not come up with this name for themselves. This is bull-loney. Why can't you just say Latinos? Yeah. B-U-L-L-O-G-N-A. That would be (laughs) bull-loney. Ticha Vacunda attributes the purported racial racial biases to white students' access to academic resources. Hmm. See, you're either oppressed, Matt, or you're an oppressor. You're an oppressor. On June 30, Antar A. Chicka Vacunda uh, uh, said all of this. On the issue of technology, Ticha Kavunda claims that Proctoring software built to monitor students during exams perpetuates racial biases and stereotypes. Campus Reform spoke with Eric Smith, a professor at York College of Pennsylvania. What twin was from York, Pennsylvania? You, you in the back. Butch Weininger. You're correct. You have the yeah, uh, answer. You get Only a gold because set. you've said that before and it, you know, it's stuck. Eric Smith, a professor at York College of Pennsylvania, about the argument Tichakunda presents. Smith said that assuming the general incompetence of minorities because they're minorities is a violation of academic integrity. No, Eric Smith, you're almost there. But assuming incompetence of minorities is done to make them less than. Hmm. To keep them under your thumb. Okay. Uh, then on the issue of zero tolerance, Ticha Vacunda writes that policies against plagiarism and standards of academic in- integrity disproportionately harm black and Latinx students. Isn't that the same as saying they should be allowed to plagiarize? Help me. Well, they're These are the morons in these failed academies. This guy's in the failed they're academy. Cor- they're cornered rats is what they are, and they're trying to worm their way out. He believes that the people who make the decisions about academic integrity standards and then enforce them are not race neutral, arguing that minority students are often falsely accused of breaking academic rules. Well, if that's the case, then it's up to the student to demonstrate they didn't break a rule Mm. or tell the teacher to go bleep himself. These people are running these institutions. Finally, Titcher Vacunda. Yeah who has a really neat name, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, you're getting way better at it. Ticha Vacunda tells readers to consider how white students have historically had access to exclusive ad- academic resources through their sororities and fraternities. Okay. Now, let me tell you something. Break it down. I don't have a long or very thorough history with fraternities. Uh, for example, I was never in one. But when I was in a band... We we played one hell of a lot of fraternity situations. Okay. 
How was and, the pay? And I it was all right. And I can tell you this. I don't remember ever seeing within a sorority house a library. Right. I saw kegs. Yeah. And I saw you red, know, red plastic couch. cups. Grab a beer, don't cost nothing. The bad right. couch. And some guy playing a lousy acoustic guitar that Belushi <laughs> then had to smash on the steps right. and say, I'm sorry. Stephen Bishop. Yeah, Stephen but Bishop. I never saw any idea that the sororities had some sort of exclusive uh, access to academic resources. Oh. I happen to know someone I now. Mean, you go. I happen to know someone in my circle, circle yeah. who's a member of a sorority. Hmm. I guarantee you that she isn't in the sorority to gain access to academic resources. I see. I guarantee pretty, it. Pretty solid guess. More pretty of a social endeavor theory. Well, she just she's just uh, she's she's she knows how to access academic resources if she needs them. That's not why she joined a sorority. I see. All right. Referring to test banks, which are cheat sheets for exams made by fraternities and sororities, as an executive. As an exclusive academic resource, the Cincinnati professor said that white students take exams and do homework with unfair advantages and claims that white students cheat regularly. Wow. He further accused those who make decisions about academic integrity standards of not being race neutral. Campus reform contacted Tichavacunda for comment. And they're waiting for his response. I'm telling you, you're either oppressed or you're an oppressor. And if you're white, you're an oppressor. If you're Jewish, you're an oppressor. If you're Asian at Harvard, you're an oppressor. You know why? Because you do too well. Got it. You're too successful. Your parents were probably too involved in your studying habits. You're an oppressor. It doesn't always have to do with skin color. But it, it starts with... Whiteness, you're the oppressor. So anybody else compared to you is oppressed. Too successful. So the three of us are, we're safe. We're the oppressed on the show. On this show, you are. Right. But not out in the world. Oh. <laughs> what did you point to me for? Well, I wanted to tell you about EcoFund. Yes. Huh? Well, I wanted to tell you about EcoFund because yeah. it's a hell. Look at. When's Christmas? Two weeks from yesterday? That's right, Joe. Okay, yeah. okay get to EcoFund. They have the mix and match Christmas sale. You hear that? Buy guys? one. Let's go. What? Yes. You get 50% off yes. a second purchase. Come on. There's where you pick up your two electric bikes. Or there's where you pick up an electric bike and a scooter that turns urban errands into adventures. All electric bikes in stock. Buy one, get 50% off mix and match. Well, you can buy an electric bike, and then you can buy a youth dirt bike. Mix and match. Or you can buy a youth dirt bike and then uh, uh, apply your second purchase to uh, whatever else is in the store. See? All Vespa scooters, 10% off MSRP for GLers. Now, here's the deal. Tell them at EcoFund Motorsports you're a GLer. Then they're special. That's a special secret code word. The wink and the nudge. You know what? You become an oppressor. Uh You just get (laughs) all the advantages. A financial oppressor. You're an oppressor. You get all the advantages. Plus, when you uh, complete this deal for the mix and match Christmas sale, 
they're going to slide you that 10-pound Grunhofer's Christmas ham. Mm. Oh, man. They have snow-removing equipment that makes winter recreation, uh, that, that makes snow removal a form of winter Fun. recreation. It's at EcoFun. Uh, you can't beat better service, clothing, apparel, good people, great products. And, uh, man, you have two weeks to do it upright at EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. Nope, it's here. i got to read you an email because I've gotten many like do these. Got a, you know, mansplainers. Yeah. Ken, I'm going to tell you once more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> EcoFun is in Columbus, Minnesota. Oh, my God. Hard to believe the sponsor has not corrected you. I live in Forest Lake, but I know the Colombians are proud of their city also. <laughs> Except this in the spirit intended. A listener since day one from an old phone guy who witnessed the blur racing around in the studio transmitter on Highway 61, also a 1966 Hill grad, Ken Owens. Yeah, Ken, thank you. Other people have told me that. Technically, EcoFun Motorsports, just west of 35 on Highway 97, is in Columbus. Thank you, uh, Ken, from Forest Lake. You can see Lake. Forest Lake across the street, okay? Was that from Ken from Forest Lake? Yes. Okay. I don't I don't think the way you read that, Joe, that you read it with the spirit he yeah, intended. I know. I know. I read it with a spirit of irritation, <laughs> didn't I? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And EcoFun Motorsports in Burnsville. I hope to God it's not Lakeville. It's <laughs> Burnsville. Technically, it's... Uh... Technically, it's South Bloomington. No, it's Burnsville on the service road of life near County Road 42. Mix and match Christmas sale. EcoFunMotorsports.com. Not a garage logic town council member. Here's what you're missing. First of all, when we got done with Monday Night Sports Talk, about 20 minutes later, he's always got to call me to, to recap something that I may have missed. <laughs> right? Oh, God. So he calls me. He said, do you believe this dumb over here? I said, what? He's never been to a meat raffle. How is that even possible? We broke down meat raffles on Monday Night Sports Joe has never Joe's never been to a meat raffle. Royce felt that it was important to tweet that. Yes. I saw that. He That's tweeted funny. that I've never been to a meat raffle. Rookie, have you ever brought home meat from a meat raffle? Oh, you're talking to the king. Several times. You might be the second in line, because I, I bet Kenny probably is the king of the meat raffle. Uh, nope, never been. Uh, <laughs> really? He's never been to one. Oh, I would have had heavy money on he you. He just goes out and shoots his meat. Go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at garagelogic.com. <laughs> now, went there for man booze. who has never had a relationship Shocker. with a tree, <laughs> Joe Suchere. He had a good deal on wine. Minnesota Masonic Charities, as you well know, because they are getting the word out on Garage Logic. And the reason they're doing that for this past year is people thought they were very secretive and didn't really know what they were doing. Well, the gang got together and said, let's get the word out on Garage Logic. With that reach, those people will know what we do. And now, as you know, Minnesota Masonic Charities, one of the leading grant makers in the state, including primary support for the U of M Masonic Children's Hospital, the University of Minnesota Masonic Cancer Center, great institutions leading the fight against cancer with research. That's huge on the causes, prevention, treatments, and cures. One of the leading cancer research institutes in the nation, folks. 
Their research on the causes, prevention, detection, and treatment of cancer has helped thousands of people. So the word is out on their website, mnmasoniccharities.org. Learn more about Minnesota Masonic Charities, mnmasoniccharities.org. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. This news brought to you by North American Banking Company. And, uh, oh, breaking news, Joe. Yeah. The National League, since 2022, has had the DH. I'll be damned. <laughs> uh, guilty. I didn't pay attention enough to know that either. I know, but the difference is I should have known. Yeah, you should have. I'm. Ex- you remember how dumb I used to be? You're, you know what you are? You're oppressed. I'm oppressed. Yeah. Yes, I'm oppressed. See, Rook, that's what Chris and I learned when we watched San Diego at Cincinnati. See, okay, I guess stuff. that's why. So. Research and development. <laughs> Copy. In, uh, in the news, uh, some uh, more info on some of the stuff we've talked about already. Eight people arrested, two others cited after a pro-Palestine protest blocked eastbound traffic at the Lower tunnel on I-94 in Minneapolis. A convoy of vehicles decorated with Palestinian flags clogged traffic for about an hour when it parked inside the tunnel just before 5 o'clock. Congestion appeared to extend for miles, affecting rush hour commuters on 94 and 394. State Patrol said its troopers went to meet the demonstrators who were blocking traffic and started making arrests. Eight vehicles and three trailers were towed away. According to the State Patrol, five men were arrested on suspicion of obstructing the legal process and impeding traffic. A man and a juvenile male each arrested on suspicion of fleeing in a motor vehicle. One woman arrested for probable cause possession of a firearm without a permit. A man and a juvenile male also cited for impeding traffic. The state patrol called the interstate blockage unacceptable. In a statement, they said freeways are used by everyone and are in the artery for emergency vehicles. It is illegal to walk on the freeway and blocking traffic is dangerous for everyone involved or impacted. Were they in the tunnel? Uh, yes. Yeah, they were. They were inside in of it. the Lowry Tunnel. Yeah, to the point where eastbound I, or westbound, or well, it would be, well eastbound. eastbound, eastbound, yeah, eastbound traffic. Yeah, eastbound. But okay. it, it was so bad that traffic started to back up on. Wasn't it both thirty fives? But wait a minute. If it's affecting only eastbound traffic, you were westbound. No, I I, I was running an errand. Yeah. Right. Oh, you had completed the errand. Correct. We're now coming back. Correct. And yes. so you're now eastbound. Correct. I got it. All right. And down. Yeah, eastbound and loaded up. And the other. So we should follow this to see if not only are they prosecuted, but you know if if, if they go well, through. Mary this. is not going to prosecute them. Believe me. Well, that's just it. But the other thing that that occurred to me, these people have a, a severe amount of trust in their fellow man, mm-hmm. because all yeah. it takes is one guy to yeah. blow his top, and you're all. Carnage. Going Michael Douglas oh, on did him? you read about Mary's latest stunt? Uh, you had Maple Grove coppers pull a guy over. And then he decides, I want out of here. So he takes off dragging a copper. It was a DWI yeah. stop. Yeah, dragging the copper. But Hennepin we, County we, will not charge that fellow with assault on an officer. Because they're saying, well, he didn't assault him. He was just trying to flee. Yeah. In your Hall? absence, oh, Joe, yeah. we okay. did discuss oh, I'm sorry. That. Uh, Mr. Hauser brought it up. Oh, good. We did good. talk about good. it. I had yep. the scan button ready, but I had to wait. I wasn't here. I know. You weren't here. Yeah. 
University of Minnesota Professor Richard Painter and former Regent Michael Sue sent a letter to the Department of Education calling for a federal investigation into claims of anti-Semitism at the school. Painter and Sue say the U of M is in violation of Title VI of the Civil Rights Act. The letter specifically calls out the College of Liberal Arts at the U. Uh, the letter says anti-Semitism is a pressing problem and is focused and expeditious investigation by the department could help alleviate an increasingly oppressive academic atmosphere for our students. The letter goes on to say that departments in the College of Liberal Arts have posted anti-Semitic faculty statement condemning Israel and justifying the domestic attacks by Hamas on official department websites. Despite concerns over the impacts on Jewish students, the statements haven't been taken down, according to the letter. Uh, the U uh, did answer in a statement saying only the safety of our students, faculty, and staff is our top priority. Acts of harassment, intimidation, or bias are entirely unacceptable and will not be tolerated. We have and will respond promptly and fully to any reports of this behavior on campus. I believe, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you're either oppressed or you're an oppressor. 1.83% of Harvard faculty identify as conservative thinking. What? 1.83% of Harvard's faculty identify. Well, there's your answer right there. But and that means that means that 99% of them uh, view the world as oppressed and oppressor. Or did they identify that way because they feel as though they need to be well, in the club? I don't know. Not to be argumentative here, but there could be moderates in there somewhere, too. I mean, yeah, I don't, not, not everybody, I don't know the poll questions. Yeah. The right well, how can it be weighted that heavily on the scale? The, because the academies failed. It doesn't attract uh, thinkers. It attracts people with agendas. At the Harvard Business School, you can't tell me there's not a... Uh, Right wing leaning. Well, you don't have to be a right winger. You just have to be. Okay, you just have to be a, an individual that looks at the world not through the lens of oppressed and oppressive. And mm. I'm sure there are some. Yes, mm. to answer your question. Okay, thank you. <laughs> A protest at the Edina School Board meeting last night over the suspension of two students escalated into shouting and board members walking out. The Minnesota chapter of the Council on American-Islamic Relations, or CARE, says two girls suspended for a chant they used in a pro-Palestinian protest at school. We talked about this when it happened. We did. The slogan, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, is considered by some to be anti-Semitic, a call for the elimination of Israel. But Jelani Hussein, executive director of CARE, said the student speech is being suppressed. He said, we do not want schools to create an environment where Muslim students or Jewish students feel somehow that messages are coming from educators and leaders are not necessarily fully reflective of the nature of the conflict. The protest last night started outside the building, but demonstrators eventually made their way inside and sat down in the boardroom. When the board turned the meeting over to public comment on its truth and taxation presentation, the first person to approach the microphone didn't want to talk about taxes, but instead about the Palestinian affair. School board chair Erica Allenberg at that point called for a recess while the crowd in the room grew more discontented. As the board filed out of the room, a chant of shame on you broke out and the chant from the river to the sea. When the crowd settled down somewhat, the... Uh, Board came back and decided at that point to adjourn the meeting. Okay, what were the teams here? Were the protesters uh, uh, only? Uh... It was the members of CARE basically oh, started. Okay, the so well, they're fated to win this because they're oppressed. 
They're black, and they're from Somalia. Hmm. The two girls were, are black, and they're from Somalia. They get to say whatever they want. They're oppressed. Different rules. Different. That's, they are different rules. Yep. And that's how the world is being looked at by the failed academy, which is why the world's so screwed up. But but last night they didn't win. The school board basically they might as well have the school, well the school board di- apparently didn't know what to do, so they recessed. Well, and, and now taxation, uh, the people who have to pay taxes there, uh, they have no say. So Edina, if you don't think it's coming your way, it's already there. Roseville police say an ATM theft at Great Southern Bank <laughs> led to an hours-long standoff in that city early this morning and ended with five people being taken into custody. According to Roseville police, officers called to the Great Southern Bank on County Road B2 at about 4 this morning. When officers got there, they found a vehicle believed to have been involved with the theft and two people inside how, the vehicle. How did they find that out, John? I don't know. Oh. Why? I thought you know, this was the one where the ATM was chained to the bumper of the I truck. I damn near admire somebody trying to steal the whole machine. Probably weighs a ton. <laughs> I assumed that, Chris, but I wasn't aware. But that's the way I assumed. Come on, let's it just happened. take the whole thing. Yeah, just chain it up. More details. Uh, and how many say, blades would you go through to try to saw well, through? You know, you got to saw all. You can get in there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Police say although both people ran from the vehicle, they did apprehend one person. The second was able to escape. After speaking with the person taken into custody, officers went to the Key Inn, where they say four suspects barricaded themselves yeah. in a hotel room. That what one's kind of, rented by the what hour, kind of isn't it? What bedspread do you see on that one right there? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Police say a standoff began. It lasted about two hours, ended without further incident. The four people inside were arrested. No other what deed- city? Roseville. Roseville. The kind where uh, the maid comes and says, hey, checkout's at 11, and the guy says, yeah, I've been living here for about six months, so I don't know what you're talking about. The key in, Joe. You want to go to the key in this weekend? Is this the third Wednesday of the month or the second? This would be the second, Joe. Thank you. You thinking about your social security? Or? <laughs> yes, I just suddenly me, had that thought. Me too. I did that this morning. <laughs> Wow. Oh, we're old, aren't we? Oh man, where's the party? Yeah, I gotta get a basket. <laughs> the Kean's got the, um, the uh, like a bluish carpet. Oh, um, and I'm just, I'm not seeing luxury. <laughs> That's the one that you don't take the old black. Light are there to. threads of silver-like material yes, in it? Yes, yeah. everywhere. Yeah. You, she hasn't been updated are... for a while, huh? Yeah, I don't think so. Is this where the you machine get... ended up? The yeah. key in? Yep. Yeah. Nothing you about this are... place was good. Um, room smelled like pee. Staff was rude and had no towel. In the oh, room. you're reading the reviews. I couldn't even lock the we door. Don't, we don't need the reviews okay. of the hotel. I couldn't lock the door. Yeah, I'm not staying here if I can't lock the freaking door. How come the door doesn't shut? Yeah, I can't lock it. Don't worry about it. How it smelled like weed? Hurting my key and sponsorship that's coming. That's oh, right. Yeah. Okay, Johnny. What the hell are you guys doing? Check out the key. We're- Ramsey County Public Health announced it has launched a pilot project that allows residents to order a free Narcon kit. The kits include two doses of Narcon nasal spray, breathing barriers, gloves, directions for use, and a list of community resources. The Public Health Department is offering one kit per address. They'll be mailed directly to homes. project is funded by the state settlement with opioid companies. It's part of the county's opioid response initiative. Uh, why don't we take a break here and uh, hear from Mr. Reavers? You know, a place that 
has updated their carpeting. I was just there the other day. North American Banking Company. They are fantastic. They're not like those other big national banks. No. They want to take the time to get to know you, your family, your business, everything. They have six locations to serve you. My store is in Roseville. I don't believe it's next to the Key Inn. Uh, But you can also see them at 50th and France, Hastings, Woodbury, Shoreview, and their new location over there in Maple Grove. They offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other banks, but you're going to get the unparalleled service of a community bank. They are also locally owned and operated. And here's why that's a big deal. That means loan decisions are made right here in the Twin Cities. They don't send these out of state. So this helps business owners solve problems quickly and expand your business with confidence. They first opened back in 1998, and they made a promise to deliver a better banking experience for their customers where you know your banker and they know you. And while a lot has changed since then, this commitment to being a true community bank in the Twin Cities, that has not. So check them out online today, nabankco.com to learn more. That's nabankco.com to learn more. North American Banking Company member FDIC is an equal housing lender. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. When I find myself in times of trouble, zero res will come to me. Cleaning up the carpets, but not for free. Zero res, tis the season, baby. We're going to cancel any Christmas. You're going to get your zero res carpets cleaned by a company that has over a 4.9 rating on Google and over 17,000 reviews. And reviews are important. You just saw how important reviews are, right? That segment before? Of course. <laughs> was that the council? Maybe that was the council. Doesn't matter. They have over 17,000 reviews, and the Gotta Love It guarantee makes it easy to get what you pay for. Zero Res stands behind every cleaning, and right now... The GL Rookie Special, three rooms, zero resified, starting at just 129 bucks. Plus your dirt and dander, it's in your air ducts. This month takes 75 bucks off when your air ducts are zero res clean. The telephone number, 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. It's spelled the same forwards or backwards. I've used zero res. They get the stains out. They are very professional, and you are going to be sitting pretty for the beginning of the year. 9520res or go online and tell them that you want the rookie garage logic special that's zeroresminnesota.com say my name to get the discount spell it forwards or backwards it's spelled the same zero res hey john yeah getting back to claudine gay for just a moment yes the washington free beacon reported yesterday that in four papers published between 1993 and 2017 including her doctoral dissertation Gay paraphrased or quoted nearly 20 authors, including two of her colleagues in Harvard University's Department of Government, without proper attribution, according to an analysis by the investigative news site. The Free Beacon reported at work with scholars to analyze 29 potential cases of plagiarism, and most believe Gay, a political scientist, had violated Harvard's own policies against plagiarism by simply changing a few words at times without proper citation. So uh, it's some light borrowing. 
you know, mm-hmm. light mm-hmm. It's a uh, not major dengue. Yeah, not, not the major. <laughs> it's not major dengue. It's just dengue. In other news, Special Counsel Jack Smith asked the Supreme Court yesterday to swiftly decide whether former President Trump is absolutely immune from federal prosecution for crimes allegedly committed while he was in office. In a request filed with SUPCO, Smith asked the justices to rule before a federal appeals court can weigh in on the matter. You might remember U.S. District Judge Tanya Chutkin, who's presiding over the case involving the 2020 presidential election, ruled earlier this month that Trump cannot be shielded from criminal prosecution after his presidency for alleged actions that occurred while he was in the White House. Trump had asked the district court in early October to toss out the charges brought by Smith, arguing in part he has presidential immunity from prosecution for actions performed within the outer perimeter of his official responsibility. The Supreme Court has agreed uh, to speed up consideration of Smith's request, directed Trump to submit a response to the petition by 4 p.m. on December 20th. Although the Supreme Court rarely moves with the speed that Smith is proposing, there is precedent for doing so. The 1974 case involving then-President Richard Nixon and a subpoena for tape recordings issued during the Watergate investigation, the SUPCO granted the government's request to resolve the dispute one week after it was filed, issued a decision less than two months later. I will continue to say, as I always have, nothing will come of this. This will just, this is just an endless glimpse into the third rail of obfuscation. Mm. Obfuscation. Wow. Uh, speaking of President Trump, I you know, I almost hate to use a story because I'll get emails, but, but it is real news, so I'm going to use it. Mm-hmm. For President Trump announcing this morning the latest round of his digital trading cards, the mugshot edition. (laughs) Holy mackerel. But listen, but wait, there's more. There's more. If you buy, uh, and I'll tell you how this works, but it, it includes a bonus offer for a piece of Trump's suit from his Fulton County, Georgia mugshot and dinner with Trump at Mar-a-Lago. Trump released 100,000 cards this morning on collecttrumpcards.com for $99 each. Rook, look it up. I bet they're sold out already. I guarantee they are. Yeah. yeah. Including 2,024 <laughs> limited edition physical cards with different rarity cards that'll be mailed to anyone who buys 47 cards or more in a single transaction. That'd be a lot of money. That'd be what? Almost five grand, mm-hmm. 47 cards. This is genius. <laughs> The limited edition cards feature Trump's mugshot from his Fulton County arrest, a piece of the suit he wore that day, and 25 will be hand-signed, according to the site's terms and conditions. They'll come with that invitation to have dinner with Trump at Mar-a-Lago. The first 200 people who buy 100 cards using cryptocurrency will get another bonus offer, a one-for-one NFT, two tickets for a cocktail reception with Trump, before the Mar-a-Lago dinner, a second physical card featuring pieces of both the suit and the tie and two commemorative dinner. You know, that right. idiot thinks that suit is the equivalent of the Shroud of Turin. Yeah, he does. Uh, I've got Trump mugshot collector card, 283 sold. It's on eBay. I don't know if this is the exact same one. Well, but it's on got the eBay, mugshot. then, you're already looking at resales. That's the secondary market. Yeah. That's only 29 bucks though. Mm. Ooh, really? Um, I have a question. Let's see. Is oh. this going to be somewhat similar to Tops, meaning every year you're going to have a new, you know, a new you series come out? You don't want to use out? these on your bicycle. 
You right. want to shave Got these. It. Okay. But this Jesus. came out, what, a year ago, John, wasn't yeah. it? Y- yes, but, it, I mean, we all know what it is. It's a way for him to put money in his coffers. And, yeah. and well, until... Yeah. Until he thinks he can do that, you know, he'll he'll do it, I'm sure. So you might get one every year if uh Are you saying he money. is he not allowed to do that if he's the president? No, I'm just saying he'll do it until he thinks it'll work, until he won't make any more money for I gotcha. So <laughs> Joe, your thoughts. Yeah, I've expressed <laughs> I'm mine. not going any further on this. <laughs> just like baseball cards, but you collect them digitally. This is CollectTrumpCards.com. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You don't get a piece of cardboard, do no, you? No, Right. You get but what a, about a the digital, suit? Uh, yeah, well, you got well, a million. that they send you. Yeah. Oh. Get a piece of the suit. Okay, yeah, get the suit that everyone is talking about. Um, don't, ever, don't forget to I've pay never the extra. talked about it. <laughs> don't forget to, to pay see. the extra to get the tie also. You get a tie, tie piece. Is it the red tie, I bet? Yeah, I uh, can't remember what he was wearing on the mugshot. Limited uh, to the first 200. Only 188 left. And you get all this one of a kind digital card, two VIP tickets to join. Okay, and that started this morning, so they're already almost sold out. Uh, yeah, only oh less God, than two hundred left. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! <laughs> Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky arrived today on Capitol Hill to a darker mood than when he swooped in last winter, as the Russian invasion is grinding into a third year and U.S. funding hangs in the balance. Zelensky's visit to Washington comes as President Biden's request for an additional $110 billion U.S. aid package for Ukraine, Israel, and other national security needs is at risk of collapse in Congress. Republicans insisting on strict U.S.-Mexico border security changes that Democrats are decrying as draconian in exchange for the overseas aid. The White House said the time was right for Zelensky's trip to Washington as Biden pushes lawmakers to approve the aid package before they leave for the year-end holidays. Uh, Speaking of Russia, their dictator, Vladimir Putin, uh, remember Alexei Navalny? Yes. The most most prominent uh, Russian opposition leader who is arrested on some bogus charges and currently is serving a 19-year sentence in a Russian penal colony. Yes. He's, uh, He's... Missing, shall we say. Well, he's probably dead or damn near close to it. He had a court date yesterday, and uh, he didn't show up, uh, and his allies are expressing concern. The 47-year-old Navalny, a fierce critic of President Putin over the past decade, a frequent target of Kremlin attacks, was supposed to be in a district court in the city of Kovrov via video link, but the screen in the courtroom remained dark. His allies said they had not been in touch with Navalny since last Tuesday. According to a spokeswoman, authorities in his penal colony have been blaming problems with electricity for his absence. But given the harsh nature of his imprisonment, serving one sentence after another in a punishment cell, his allies are convinced there must have been other factors at play. John, unless you've got something to really brighten our day, we're going to wrap that up unless you have a real beauty. No, no, no. In fact, most of the other ones are just as depressing as everything I've read Uh, so far. All right, thank you. (laughs) And uh, I do want to tell you that uh, Twin Cities Garage Door of the Twin Cities. Yes, precision. Precision precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities in western Wisconsin. I uh, continue to get emails from people who've really enjoyed the experience they've had with these people. This is your new garage door guy, but you get the whole family precision 
garage door of the Twin Cities in western Wisconsin. Don't charge extra for weekend visits. They're growing. They're trying to hire new people. They need uh, garage door technicians. They need garage door installers. They need warehouse inventory people. They uh, pay well. The benefits are great. People tend to stay because they love the environment. These are really competent people. And as you've learned from listening to the emails from customers, they... uh, they tell you when they're going to show up. When they're there, they tell you what they're going to do. Here we are. And then they say, do you want to watch and hang out? And then you uh, you say, thank you. And they're done when they say they'll be done. Mm-hmm. And everybody is finding the prices reasonable. They appreciate and compensate excellent work. If you're uh, looking, you, know, you want to, might want to pay attention to this. It's Precision Door of the... Uh, Twin Cities, Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities. Find them at PrecisionDoorMN.com. That's PrecisionDoorMN.com. Or call and meet them to see if you're a good fit. See, fit? Yeah, fit, I get it. 612-263-6985. find uh, what I want here. It's well, time to play no, Love at a Hardware Store. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. We are into December, pretty much almost well into December, a couple of weeks away from Christmas on day five of Hanukkah. Take care of your holiday shopping with the gift that your family will not only love this year, but for years to come. Do it in a matter of a couple of clicks with a gift card at mysoundstory.com. What is Sound Story? Well, it's brand new, and it's a great idea. An hour-long conversation, which you or one of your loved ones interviewed by someone like me. It's a conversation that includes their experiences from their childhood, maybe their first meeting, that special someone, whatever the case may be, and all they have experienced and all that you love about them. It's such a common sense thing. With Sound Story, you or your loved one's voices and stories are saved for your family forever. So it's not just grandpa talking on Christmas Eve about meeting grandma. You got this forever now. You and your siblings, go in on a gift certificate for your parents. Get them a Sound Story gift card at mysoundstory.com. Right now I'm giving you 10% off that gift certificate when you do the promo code FLASHLIGHT. Imagine being able to go back and listen to that story. It's going to be the greatest thing ever. It's a gift you'll never regret giving, but it's a gift everyone in your family will love. Can we get that as a gift for the mayor? Let's all pool in. Let's all do it. Well, he's going to have to pay for it himself. That's true. But we're going to give that to you. We'll give you (laughs) the gift of a story about us. It's a great idea. Well, then, you guys, that wouldn't involve me. You guys do it and then give me something that I would listen to. Well, and, okay, but you got to pony up. Yeah, you're, you're the one that's got to push No, it's a gift this for me. This is professionally you, done. Right. Yeah. And we're, not, we're amateurs. Just go to mysoundstory.com, from, uh, promo code FLASHLIGHT to get 10% off. Flashlight at mysoundstory.com. How did Minnesota go from an $18 billion surplus to a $2.3 billion possible deficit? Well, because of wasteful, unaccountable spending. But the Center of American Experiments got a great deal here. Maybe we all can push back. Nothing exemplifies uh, these adult children uh, more than they're trying to get away with this new office building. Right. So far, it's $720 million, and they haven't put a shovel in the ground yet, so you can imagine what that that would cost. 
we don't need this. It's a palace for politicians. It's a shame that they're ramming this We're through. We're being had. The site, the project is approved and the site preparation has begun. But according to the American experiment, it's not too late to ask the legislature to reconsider and pause. They can pause this. And there's a petition sponsored now by the Center of the American Experiment. I intend to go online and sign it. Okay. www.stopthedigmn. Stop the dig. M-N, all one word. StopTheDigMN.com. And the petition will become available to you, uh, and you uh, can sign it if you, uh, like most GLers, believe that these thieves are trying to get away with uh, a new building that will cost a billion dollars before it's done. There was no need for it. There is no need for it. It's an absolute irresponsible use of our money. And they did it in the dark, essentially. So here's a chance to do something about it and some pushback. Mm -hmm. StopTheDigMN.com. Stop the dig. Go on it right now. What's it look like? Stop the dig. No, stop the dig. One word. StopTheDigMN.com. And as long as you're on there, you can be the first of this group to take the petition or sign the petition. Don't let them build another palace for politicians. It takes you to the, um, yeah. AmericanExperiment.org website, and you yeah. can sign the petition. Well, good. Now, how do you sign it? Do you just write on the computer screen? First name, last name, email, address, city, zip, and then hit next. Okay. Well, I'm going to do it. Okay. Joe Sucherate, 4236 well, Maine. Sign me up right now. Sign me up at just you know, gljoe at am1500.com or gljoe at garagelogic.com. And you'll get that email in 2007. No. Joe Sucheray, gljoe at garagelogic.com. I'm on board. I want to stop the dig. I think it's an outrage. I'll give you 3415 University Avenue. How's that? Yeah. Yeah. That's not a lie. No. Uh, There is a photo associated with this. Remind me, where where are we planning on building this again? Right on the grounds here. You, You can get it. Because I don't recognize the buildings around this with the photo that they have accompanying this. Well, this I could piece. if I if I could get out of my chair and go over and look, I probably would know what. But you're what not. Buildings. You probably don't want to. Do nah, that. I don't want to. Do yeah, that. that's a lot of work. <laughs> well, speaking of the taxes and the spending, so we would be sending this to uh, Lee Fenke. Take action now. Stop the dig, dear official. Why is it going to Lee Fenke? <clears throat> I don't know. Okay, it, send it automatically. It. Send it. Maybe because um, it hit sand. Did you hit send? No, there's no send. It's submit. Well, hit submit. Oh. <laughs> oh. He was following orders. Right. Am I, I really, seriously, yeah. I want to know, am I signed up now? Have I signed the petition? Thank you for taking action. Now, take a moment to spread the word. Yep. Okay, I did it. Stop right. the dig MN, people. Let's go. Uh, we have uh, a guy here So okay, don't use my name. St. Paul, the 2024 budget is $884 million. Mm-hmm. Are you focused? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The most recent population in St. Paul, 307,000 residents. Okay. All right. That's spending per resident of $2,749. All right. Mm-hmm. Minneapolis, 2024 budget, $1.8 billion. 
Most recent population, 426,000. Spending per resident, $4,225. Okay. Now, what I would want to know, these are outrageous numbers too. What I would like to know is, how am I seeing my $2,749 that's getting spent on me? You're, you're not. Are you? Or Reavers? It's, or, just, it's just going into the hopper, and they can't determine. I suppose uh, I can't say streets because most of them are bad. You know, if you're lucky, your street light still works because the copper hasn't been stolen. What if they're blue? What if they turn those blue are, light? Uh, those were incorrect bulbs, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd like to know what are, what are we what are we uh, what are we getting there? Screwed. And, uh, Screwed. Uh, uh, Jordy offers another reason why the UN is to be despised. Okay. UN climate negotiators over in the desert right now are pushing for a deal at the climate summit in Dubai that will be the beginning of the end for fossil fuels. They want an end to oil, gas, and coal use, and they want it now. Hmm. Now, you tell me, does that have anything to do with what the temperature is supposed to be, or does that have to do with world control? World control. Thank you. Only. You're here. Mm-hmm. Only. Because they come to us. You got him? All the way. It's in his clutches. <laughs> From Mirador, Ecuador. Mirador, San Jose, Ecuador. From our friends, the traveling linemen. Mm-hmm. To the engineering staff. No further questions about why Joe is the only microphone in which the straps need to be replaced right. on a monthly right. basis. We only have one item today. Mm-hmm. This day of revelation. Mm-hmm. And revolution. <laughs> revelation. Oh. On this day. December 12th. In 1928, the newly finished Fauché Tower, already in uh, icon of architecture in Minnesota was strung with lights and lit up like a Christmas tree. Oh, neat! Hmm. Minnesota's tall. It was. Uh, it the was. One, yeah. It was Minnesota, Minneapolis's tallest building for nearly fifty years. My mom has a very cool high school photo on a field trip that they took. My mom went to Northfield High School. And it's cool. The Fauché Tower is, in fact, lit up. Lit. No, I think of that's interesting the way life marches on. I think of your mother, uh, you know, being your mom, and she took a high school trip there. Yeah. You know, 100 years ain't what it used to be. Okay. That was probably what, late 60s? She would have graduated high school. Uh, I'm trying to do the math here. Probably early 70s. Isn't that something? Northfield High, home of the what? The Raiders. Raiders, okay. Yep. Yeah, so Ma went there, and uh, hell, that was just, to me, that was a blink of an eye ago. Yep. You know. Tallest building in Minneapolis at the time. Well, I, I, meant, I meant the early 70s would be a blink <clears throat> of an eye, not 1928. Right. <laughs> now, with all those buildings and IDS... Wouldn't that be taller. also Minnesota's tallest building? 
I would assume. have to be. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't until the IDS was built, and now the irony is the IDS just missed a $151 million balloon payment or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they're Well, because it's credits. basically empty. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's <laughs> ironic. Uh, geez, this close to Christmas, we don't want to have such bad thoughts about both cities, do we? No, but, uh, I mean we just um, don't want to have to cancel Christmas. They used to be they used to be <laughs> gussied up for Christmas. Dayton's window were uh, well, just were, walking down Nicollet was neat. They had lights up over the streets. St. Paul had beautiful lights. We up don't over even the have a bleeping holidazzle this year. There's nothing. It's just uh, come because, on downtown. Well, you're either oppressed or you're the oppressor. Meet and the why would you do anything to honor or or salute the oppressor? Right. You know. The court-appointed trustee overseeing the liquidation of Bernie Madoff's firm has earned $1.5 billion in fees since his appointment 15 years ago. It's all kind of a racket, isn't it, Matt? Good gig if you could get it, yeah. huh? Pretty Don't forget wild. about the Garage Logic holiday online auction. If running. you have $1.5 billion. Head on over to garagelogic.com <laughs> and enter the keyword auction. Right now through the 14th, my math tells me that's two more days where you can save up to 70% off retail price and some amazing items that includes a five-night, all-inclusive golf vacation for two from Escape With Us Vacations. And you ain't saying that no key. No, in the Dominican Republic, a riding oh. lawnmower trimmer and blower from Tri-State Bobcat, an ice fishing trip from Ballard's Resort, three different e-bikes from EcoFun Motorsports, a Canadian fishing trip at Fletcher's Lake Resort, gift certificates at Grand Ole Creamery, Institute of Non-Destructive Testing Certificate Program, and OsteoStrong's 12-month membership all can be had. GarageLogic.com. Enter the keyword auction. Cha. Did you chat already? I did. All right, well, then I'm just going to have to uh, just tell people to go to YouTube, subscribe to Garage Logic on YouTube, and don't forget about the council. It's a great Christmas gift, great Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate gift. Ten bucks a month or hundred bucks for the whole year. Yeah, and it gives you access to fun events, pre-post. You're like you're like the hotel managers watching us from behind the um, girls. The picture, you know, you're eavesdropping. It's okay, we're into it. Uh, so check that out. That's the Garage Logic Town Council found at garagelogic.com. Poke around for your holiday stuff. I made sausage balls from rookies' recipes. <laughs> what the hell? They are sweaty. No, not sweaty. Sausage balls. Um, and they were a hit. I'm telling everybody. So go to garagelogic.com and look up <laughs> rookies' recipes. How is a sausage ball different than a meatball? Because it's pork sauce instead of beef. Good stuff with Bisquick. It is time once again that we pick up the phone. We make the call to our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is with us once again here in Garage Logic, and now's the time for you to do the same. So do not delay. Do exactly what I did and pick up that phone and dial 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You call that number, you get Josh, and you also get that free, yes, I said free, 48-minute financial consultation. 
Nation. And he's on the line with us once again here in Garage Logic. And boy, Josh, so much to discuss today. Uh, inflation today, the Fed tomorrow, and that's a lot of deferred money for a baseball pitcher, isn't it? I think it's just wonderful. I think this is just the most interesting contract that I have ever seen or heard, Chris, where a baseball player offered $700 million over 10 years or $70 million a year is going to defer $680 million of that for 10 years because he's, quote unquote, a team player. That is a tremendous deal, both for the baseball team and probably for Owatani. I'm sure that the Dodgers can insure the money there. It's not going to cost them as much if all they have to do is pay out $680 million. They can invest that money in any number of investments, stocks or bonds. Although I'm not, as you know, I'm not a bonds person, but they could invest that money in stocks or bonds. Heck, they could probably put that money into zero coupon bonds for the next 10 years. So they'd have that money available. So less money out of the Dodgers' pocket on less of a hit to their luxury tax bill. And Owatani is getting that money. I think that's a very sweet deal for both sides. But I am surprised that Owatani's representatives did not require some significant interest on that money for the deferral. Or maybe that's something we haven't heard. But for the Dodgers... Well, they've got extra money to go out and find some other high-priced talent to surround Otani with, and maybe that puts the Dodgers on a path to multiple, not only playoff appearances, but World Series appearances over the course of the next year. The downside, of course, is that as good as Otani is, and he is a superlative player, his last years with the Angels did not result in World Series nor playoff appearances. That does add a little bit of a taint to that. But in the way of money, Owatani supposedly has enough endorsement contracts to more than offset the money that he is deferring. And deferring that money, probably no different than putting the money aside into your IRA or SEP. And that is a big plus, particularly if it is invested. Now, I happen to like, I did mention putting that money into zero coupon bonds as a way to get a result sometime in the future, but not collect the interest today. The zero coupon government bonds do provide some upside. Currently, the interest rates are on the higher side, and they do have a predetermined value over a period of time. And for those people who want to bet on falling interest rates, zero coupons do provide some additional leverage. But that leverage, of course, works both sides if interest rates continue to go up and do bear in mind the fed is meeting tomorrow we had an inflation number that came out today that was in my estimation a little better than expected and we do see inflation coming down but the core inflation number is still annualized at four percent which the fed would say still running too hot and they still have much work to do the zero coupon bonds are going to fluctuate until they do come due but again they do provide some future results. On the flip side, over the next 10 years, I do believe that rather than getting 4.5% on a 10-year zero coupon bond, 
I would sooner put my money in stocks, even if I were to put it in the S&P index. I believe that that index over the next 10 years. So this is my opinion. There is no guarantee on this. Past performance, of course, is no guarantee of future results. But putting money into an index fund, such as the S&P or the NASDAQ over the next 10 years, I think would end up with a significantly better result than putting money into the bonds. Again, very, very interesting with Owatani. Last thing, this results in the Fed and moving on interest rates. There are many, many uh, strategists, prognosticators are of the belief that the Fed is going to be cutting interest rates four times next year because inflation will be, quote unquote, under control. Well, in my estimation, if the Fed cuts four times next year, that would be not only significant, but it would mean that the economy has slowed considerably, and that would not necessarily be a positive for the stock indices. Very good advice, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make the call for that free, yes, I said free, 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608, where you always get street talk and never sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you again on Thursday. Thanks, Chris. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.